Read in the bed and bed. Okay, Amanda, what are we doing today? We're doing reading in bed, but we've got a slightly different format now. Yeah, uh, someone who could listen to story time. Obviously, before we forget, Andy N. Amanda N. <laughs> oh, God, you're showing up again. <laughs> oh, right. Amanda Nicholson, okay. For the former Amanda Steele, also now called, as some announcers we know, Amanda N. Or Mandy N, as she's been called by Mike Boo before now, haven't you? Oh, oh, Miss Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was um, called last night. Yeah, we were at a night last night in Station Pub in Ashton, when we had the wonderful and lovely Damien Cullen, obviously called Spoken Passions. Yeah, and it's the first time I've heard you call Miss Amanda for well over a year now, because people know we got mm-hmm. married last year, didn't we? So. At, least, at least Mrs Amanda would be more appropriate, wouldn't it? You must think you, do, you, look, too, you look too young to get married to an old codger like Or me, too so. old. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, reading in bed, okay, now... Now, there is, as we said before, there is a difference. This is, of course, episode 57. That's correct, Amanda, isn't it? Yeah. Now, if you heard what we announced in story time the other week, you noticed there is a change. Now, Amanda, what are we doing different? So this is going to be 57A, and we're going to have 57B, and yeah. hopefully they'll both be shorter than the average episode and it'll be a bit easier to listen to. Yeah, it's just got to the stage, really, part of editing purposes for me, when hour-long episodes, in some cases more, have been bloody awkward to sort out. So we've decided going forward to actually split, split the episodes. Still do the same amount of books. I think this month we're doing a bit more, actually, because I've read an extra one. But uh, it's going to be doing, like, this month it'll be 57A, then in a couple of weeks' time, because we're recording it straight after, 57B. So in that 57A, we are doing... How many books are we doing, Amanda? We're doing three, I think. We are indeed, yes. And we're both, both doing a joint book, as always. And for this month, actually, we've done two joint books. So but episode B will have the second joint book. So we're doing a joint book each in this part and one solo book each as well. Now... People like us doing this, so we do. We what we're going to do now? We're going to split the news, Amanda, aren't we? Yeah. A will feature my news, and this one will be Amanda's news. So, right, yeah. Amanda. Age before zombies. Oh, blimey, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's quite straightforward. My news, okay. Now, people obviously know I've, I've announced the other month that my next full-length poetry book from the diabetic ward would have been out, should have been out this like in the past few weeks. It's been delayed, unfortunately, because I've got some pieces coming out in a fairly decent like American magazine, which are featuring three from the diabetic ward. And they're meant to do some editing on it. And I want to see what they're doing first. You know what I mean? Before I release the book. So well, that way then, I'm not naming them. If I like what they've done with the editing, <laughs> they're great. I'll go in the book. If they don't, I'll just carry on my own way. So, but like I said, um, I've got to sort out my selected poems book, and that that's not far off either. So that'll be out probably next month. So while waiting for the from the diabetic ward. Okay, that's quite straightforward news, Amanda. That isn't it. Yeah. Oh, I've got another bit of news. Well, then um, people obviously know, like, um, I've got a band going at the moment. My friend Polly, Pollyanna Rose from Huddersfield, and called Polly Ocean. The de- our debut EP is going to be out fairly intimately, so next couple of weeks, so you'll see it again. So, right, Amanda, on to reading in bed. Amanda, what is yeah. reading in bed? It's a book review podcast. So, 
And what book are we reviewing together then this time? We are reviewing Awoken by Billy Jade Kermack. I hope I've pronounced that right. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Okay, do you want me to do the blurb? Yeah. Okay, the blurb. Love is hoped for. Love is a trial. Death is inevitable. Grace is still haunted by the untimely death of her father when the handsome bow walks into her life. There is just one problem. Behind Bo's cool exterior looks a deadly secret, an unexplainable gift. Grace comes to discover that maybe death isn't final. With freaky twists and spine-tingling turns, Grace finds herself buried deep in an extra-extraordinary world of the supernatural and unearthly. Played by the sadistic spirit of a serial killer who is long dead, Grace must hold on to her sanity and fight for her life, or join the growing list of his other victims. He plays hard, he plays rough, and his weapon of choice is a six-inch hunting knife. There are two sides to his cautionary tale, heaven and hell, good and evil, love and hate. Two men who mean the difference between life and death. Ghost stories aren't just a bedtime, and the bogeyman isn't just a myth to scare kids. Shadow would veil dividing our world and the deceased been torn, and all hell is breaking loose, literally. Keep the lights on, and set yourself up for the creeping demented. Nothing is as it seems. Oh, scary. Now, I've, before we start on to the actual review side, I've got to ask you, Amanda, that, is that blurb a bit long, do you reckon? Uh, not really. It just seemed a bit long to me reading right then. It could just be me that one, too, okay? So, anyway, so... I think right. I, went, I went in blind to the book because, like, I know I could have found out what it was about, but I just decided to start reading it without any idea of what it was. Oh yeah, sometimes you can but get. Right I think out. if I'd seen the, if I'd seen the blurb, I probably would have thought, yeah, that sounds good. Right. So okay. Uh, well, should we go into the strengths? Yeah. Now, obviously, um, we've got to look at first of all this. Um, um the book we do the dusty status when we carry on. The book was sent in by the author herself directly for a fair and honest review, which I've done the blog already and also reading in bed. Okay. Now we both agree with this, don't we? And the book is certainly recommended for people who like the books in the genre of young adult, new adult, romance and paranormal. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Right, okay. You go first, Manda, what you like about this book, first of all. Okay, so there were a couple of things. I Obviously, I like like the supernatural side of stuff, so I really enjoyed those parts and the ghosts. And Obviously, it starts off slow, which is the best way to do it, and then by the end... There's like the dangers and life, life in, it's, you know, you don't know if someone's going to live or die. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that as well. It's, I felt myself in this one. I, I, well, I'm not, and, and you're borderline, certainly. I'm definitely not the, the target market for this book. And how did you feel about the developing relationship between Grace and Bolt? Because obviously people are wondering they're the main two characters in this book. Yeah, that's one of my negatives because I can see why it's popular with, you know, like young adult readers. And it's like I used to read like the Twilight books. I think I was probably in my mid-20s when they came out. And that was probably considered quite old for older than what like the books were based on. But it took me a while to grow out of those stuff. And I really liked them. But then I sort of grew out of it. 
I'm a bit too old now, decrepit, to appreciate it. But I can see the teenage girls reading it and thinking, oh, I want to meet a man like that. (laughs) Now, obviously, I'm wondering, I'm not going to give me age where I'm I'm older, Amanda, so I'm decrepit. Amanda might think she's aging aging hag. I'm just a knackered old man, right? But yeah, so we've got to look at, we've got a bit of an awkward one for us to read this, Amanda, really, isn't it? Because we're both out of the target audience. I'm trying to work out ourselves how to look at it objectively, aren't we? So, that's yeah, I've seen a lot of books like this around, so I know it's a really popular genre, and that's why people keep like writing more of them, and they get good reviews. But I'm just not quite the right person for it. Yeah, same for me as well. It's uh, we have to talk about the book itself, obviously, because it's a tricky one, this because. Should we tell you what, Amanda? Should we just abandon the strengths and weaknesses and just talk generally about the book? It's probably easier in this case. Yeah, there was another thing I wanted to mention that I did like, though, that a lot of people that know me will know I lost my dad about five and a half years ago now. So the bits about her dad, and I could really understand and relate to those. Yeah, yeah, I remember that bit of the book, and I thought that was, yeah, I thought I thought you might have pulled that one up, the answer as well. So, But like I said, it's, it's a tricky one, so I was going to, jump into general discussion on this book, okay? Now, the big question I want to ask Amanda about this is, obviously, did you see the big twist coming from the bowl in the books? We have to go into straight into spoilers in this one. Um, I didn't really think about it. I just kept thinking, like, I'll just read it and see where it goes. Because like That's I said, right. I, was, I went in blind as well, so everything was a twist for me. Yeah, I had fine. no idea what the book was about or yeah. who anybody was or what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair enough, John. It's fair enough. So it's um, it's one of those sort of books where you're doing this sort of genre sometimes. And to be honest, I thought it was well. The book was the book was good. It was. I didn't realize until I got to the end of it. It was nearly four hundred pages. So, but it's one of those ones where is even I've got faults about the book. I felt it didn't jar too badly on the on the length of it. Does that make sense, does it? Because I got through it fairly steadily, so because yeah, I, had I was a bit worried about that. And, yeah, I had to sit down and set time aside because it was one of the last books for this month that I read, and I had less time than the other books by the time I got round to it. So I had to really think, right, okay, it's this this amount of pages. I'm going to have to read a certain amount every day, otherwise I won't finish in time. Yeah, last well, fair enough. I think I did this one first, actually. Didn't you? The, the other joint book we did that that one took me longer, but we'll come on to that later on. So, yeah, now, okay, uh, is there anything you need to touch on about Strum's book before we go on to weaknesses, Amanda? I think I've mentioned everything, really. Yeah, there's a couple of things that, that I didn't really like in the book, and I've got a bit, this has been honest. Okay, it's, um, there was a segment in the book about the two first stage when the viewpoints started jumping in between Grace and Bo. And I found that very, if I'm honest, I found that a bit inconsistent. Because the rest yeah, of the book, it was, it was a bit late in the book. I think I've seen it done before, though, so it's not the first person that's done it like that. Yeah, I have as well. And you're right; it was inconsistent. It was, I felt it. If you're going to do that, it should have been done earlier. Do you understand? It jarred a little bit to me, but thankfully, it was only a brief bit. One, then it went back to Grace's point of view again as well. So now I know. Big thing, if I'm honest, I didn't like about the book, and I don't think you liked it a lot either. Was the ending of the book? Yeah, I could guess it. I'm obviously I'm not going to give my guess here because people don't want to know how it ends because I want to read it. 
But I could kind of guess that what happened, but I might be wrong about it. And I don't don't think it was that clear. Yeah, I it was one of those one I wonder if it was us because like it was obviously when I do a lot of these book reviews, I always go back and double check through, read a lot, read what other people think and good reads a lot. And it was bizarre because a lot of people seemed to like the ending, didn't they? Yeah, if the ending means what I think it does, then it's going to be a completely different direction that the next book goes in. Yeah, that's what I got with it as well. And I just found it a bit, I don't know, it might have just been me to answer that one because I'm wondering, you do wonder sometimes, I've before, don't we? So if you're not 100% sure about a book, it's sometimes you've got to look at the market of it. And, and I said 40, I was too old for the book. And he's definitely, definitely looking at the teenage girls' market of it. So. So we have to look at that, really, then put our own personal opinion on it, really, don't we? So, but is yeah. there anything else you need for us to discuss about this book, Amanda? Um, the other thing, the slightly negative point I've got, is it felt a bit jumpy in past, like there were scenes where something was happening and then the next minute it was just like a completely different scene or some sort of something had changed and it was like, You'd reread it and it didn't make sense. It's a bit like when you have a conversation with someone and they're talking about one thing and the next thing they like, change the conversation without warning you and you can't keep up with them. Yeah, I go about that way for me in that book, don't you? I said it's, it, I don't know, I don't know that I said it, but you're right with it. It's it jarred a bit in places. It, I don't think it was necessarily a bad book from what I read of it. But so I know there's certain elements. You like the horror elements of the book a fair bit, Amanda, didn't you? Possibly more than... Yeah, I'm really interested in that sort of stuff, and like ghosts and the afterlife and what happens when you die. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's a few, it's a few years older book, because I noticed when we got to the end of the book, and obviously this book is a few years old. It might be, it may well be 10 years old, the book is a few years old, the author sent it over to us. And I know the second book came out at the same time, so it's like it left it with a big cliffhanger. So obviously, bear in mind, if you're going to get this book, expect if you've enjoyed it, you're going to want to really get the second book immediately, aren't you, Amanda? So. Yeah, I've done like a few marketing courses and there's some sort of marketing theory that I'm probably going to battle, try, try and badly explain now. Mm. And it's something along the lines of when you like release the books, either all at the same time or in quick succession of each other, and it's supposed to help it if you do it in a certain way, but... I, I can't explain it any better than that. No, it's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Google it's fine. it. <laughs> Google it, research it, people, okay? But obviously, in relation to the book, now, is there an influence we need to mention about this book, Amanda, from your side for you and the markings? No, I think I've covered it. Yeah, it's pretty well covered what I've said, really, John, because like I said, it was, there isn't a lot more I could really say about this book from my side. But like I said, it's, I've read worse, and I'm certainly going to mark worse. So, so, okay, Amanda, ladies first. What are you giving us out of ten? Right. If I was a teenage girl, it would be seven, but obviously I'm, I've not been a teenage girl for a while now, so I have to mark it as me, and I have to give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I've given it a seven, so it's it's one of those ones, obviously, so we always look at things, don't we? I was reading, reading about anything above a seven out of ten as a recommendation. But like I said, this one here, so it's, had to, it's come out at 13, basically, so it's just under. It is only just under, but it's a lot of it depends on really this one is what market you are really, doesn't it? To clarify, so yeah, but the total, total number of 13 is quite good for this book, really, considering what it's about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, it's definitely because it's like I said, for it's, it's a nice superstitious number. Oh, god, it is one, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I said it's 
how do we, do we we can't necessarily say we can't recommend it, can we? Because it's because it's the marketing on it really. So, on it, if teenage girls, you can't girls, recommend it for people like us that are like long long past it. But you can recommend it for people that enjoy that kind of book. Yeah, definitely. So we're looking at that. So don't take it as thirteen and not a recommendation. If you're the right market, go for it. So, okay, guys and girls. Anyway, that is the end of part one. I've completely forgotten what we're doing this first part, Amanda. Is it me or you next? You're next. I'm next. Okay. What are we do? What are they going to do next, Amanda? Then? A nice little love story. <laughs> I'm going to love stories, actually. I know mine's a poetry book, isn't it? The first half, so I know by a friend mm. of ours. So I know it's a good book, anyway. So see you in a minute. Say bye bye, Amanda. Bye. Reading and reading in bed. Welcome back to Reading in Bed 57A. This is Andy Ann. And this is Amanda Nicholson. Okay, like I said for now, this is the poetry book we're doing here today. Not in the, sometimes we do poetry, but we tend to say poetry corner to the end of Amanda, don't we? So but we're not yeah. doing that this time. It's a bit different this one. So okay, what do you want to know? The title and the author. Okay, the book is by a lady called Eve Nortley, and it's called Born to Brum. And do you want the blurb? Yeah. Okay, then a very short blurb as well. So, from the jewelry, that's a good start. Anyway, sorry, Eve. From the jewelry quarter to the ball ring, from Victorian arcades to colourful bear sculptures, and the floozy in the jacuzzi, Birmingham was full of hidden treasures, and for poet Eve Nortley. Powerful and sometimes poignant memories. Join this daughter of Brum as she writes the heartbeat of her Midlands past. Okay. So Where do you want to start with the good points? Yeah, now I was trying to work this one up before, dogs. Obviously, like with Eve Norton, we actually pers- we personally know Eve, don't we, Amanda? So, yeah, now, I've seen her perform quite a few times. Yeah, quite a few times. When did we first meet her? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. I think I think I met her before you, because um, obviously she's currently in about a duo called Chalk and Cheese with obviously another friend of ours, Gordon Zola. And the first time we really got talking to was at Gordon Zola's night he used to run, didn't he? Yeah. And what was that night called, Monday? Cuckoo. Yeah, cuckoo calling, yeah. So, yeah, that cuckoo in Presswich. So. I feel like going cuckoo, cuckoo. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Tick-tock, tick-tock, I know. So, but like I said, it's, um, we both met Eve Norton, didn't we, a couple of years ago. Now, I've got another book of Eve's knocking around um, called Love and Lust in that Berry and Rochdale, which is um, the first book she did, split book she did with um, the Berry poet Chris Bainbridge, which is also due to get reissued shortly. Okay, so. And I must have met Amanda when Eve told me about this. This was her first first solo book. I was a bit surprised. We were a bit with that, really. Yeah, I think some people you just expect automatically expect that they've got a books out already. Yeah, she's done done two with Chris that split, and I thought she'd done, yeah. done at least one per one solo book. And I was a bit surprised. So, were you a bit surprised to hear Amanda and I told you she was originally from Birmingham as well? Yeah, but I suppose it makes sense. I think she's got still got a bit of an accent. Yeah, I think it comes through sometimes. I think she must have moved up this way into the northwest town because she lives in Morecambe now, uh, fairly early on in her life. So that's why. So yeah, it caught me out definitely. So now, 
Where should we start with this book, Amanda? With the strong points. Okay. Yeah, now, as I said before, there's not a lot I, can, I, I want to criticise about this book, because I think it's a very good book, actually. But it's, I'll just, just go through a few of the poems, Amanda, I think are the strong poems in the book, my fav, personal yeah. favourites. Because I said, for it, the weaknesses obviously be that poetry being sub-subjective. You're not going to like all of it, so... But what the book's at its best on Amanda really is because it touches on a lot of the background and talks an awful lot about Birmingham. So, have you ever been, ever been Birmingham? Yeah, once I went to the Hippodrome, I think it was, to see Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, right. Now, it's, she doesn't mention it in this book, but she starts off with them. Um, the first poem is really good because it's called 6am Birmingham, UK, which is like... A great, it's a great introduction to the book. It's about it a touch on what centre of Birmingham's like at six a.m. and I could also bring in as well. So it talks a lot about Grand Central, which I think is one of the big shopping malls around there, and maybe think of Man Manchester six a.m. in the morning myself. And it's like, like with Birmingham, I think six a.m. anytime, anytime is like you've got a tinfoil brittle beauty, which she talks about, which I think. You can only really see in your city centre as the day begins. What do you think to that point? Yeah. Yeah. Did you also know this? There's a few bits I learned about Birmingham in this book. Did you know that Cabbage World was actually in Birmingham? Well, Cabbage was originally. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Obviously, me being a chocolate fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's why. I, Another two really good pieces there, because there's a lot of talk about food in this book there is. And there was two words you on about Capri, one book called Capri's World and Chocolate City Dreams. So, and I thought myself, instantly I thought Amanda were both those two straight away. So, and there was another piece where she put, and I've not really done the recipe for this, was, but it was a really good one called Brummy Bacon Cakes. Mmm, I'm hungry now. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> I thought you would. And then there's another, uh, they're like, they're a lot really, really good. There are a lot of food in it that wasn't. But I think my favourite piece in the book was actually one called, she did a really good music piece. Like, it was like, could you name many famous bands in, actually from Birmingham, Amanda? Uh, no, I don't think I can, actually. No, there was a lot in this. I didn't, I didn't realise before. I think there was Bank of the Deltas, which was like a 60s band. Then the Spencer Davis group, who was 60s related as well. Then she went into reggae and steel pulse, which I knew you were from Birmingham, a lot more newer acts as well. She did the fate the piece was called Can You Feel It? And it was like it was a really good reaction piece. Because like, we both know Jeff Armour's done a few pieces about punk rock and, and music from Dalton and Manchester. And it was a nice contrast to that, really. So that's why. But yeah. And my favourite piece was and one I've not got the book with me at the moment, because Seamus to me. Which was I touched on a lot in her life, and it was a surprise to bought the book with a really downbeat ending, but it, it quite worked actually. Okay, so anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, really, no, because Birmingham, obviously, like, is tell me now, answer a question, Amanda. Here, so obviously, like Birmingham is regarded as the second biggest city, isn't it? Really, in England, yeah. I think Manchester's overtook it in some ways over the last few years, even when we're smaller. But her book's at its best is where it shows me that Birmingham is as big a cultural city as Manchester. I'm sure indeed Liverpool is, really. Yeah. 
it's not, it's not actually not bits I went to are actually nice, but I've heard like good and bad things, but I think it's just the same anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I've had, I've had them out. I've been stuck on the M1 outside it a few times, and I have been at Birmingham New Street train stations a couple of times, but I've never really been out around there, actually. I don't really know it. So, but anyway, that's all the book. The book's a really good book, actually. It's one of those ones where I think she probably got about the length of it right. It was a reasonably short little book it was, so. So, no, it's a good book. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to give it a mark out of 10? Yeah, it's again 8 out of 10. So that's a recommendation. Definitely. Go and get it. It's worth it. It's worth it. The only thing of it is you might have, to, I think with the book itself, if the memory's correct to it, you have to go and get it straight from the publishers. I don't think it is actually, you can pick it up many other places because it's, it's been launched by the press over in Bolton. And I forgot the name of it. Ah, Paul Blackburn's press. And I'll, I'll put it in the, on the notes. I'm sorry, Paul. I've completely forgotten the name of it. But like I said, but there we are. It's on pre to press. I can't see it anywhere else. So if you've only got to check this book out, it's worth a check out. It's not that expensive. It's a good book as well. And uh, it's um Peter Press, which is P-R-E-T-A Press.com. I can't see it on Amazon or Waterstones yet, so perhaps it will be coming out there, hopefully in due course. So anyway, that's part two done. Amanda, you're now. Uh, next. <laughs> what hints can you give us? Um I know if you're lying. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's a hint. I know. We'll move straight on, guys. See you in a few minutes, okay? Say bye, boss. Bye, boss. <laughs> I'm your boss, not me. People always tell me, obey your boss, Andrew. So I do. And she's a no, I don't, so I can't believe your boy. So <laughs> see you in a minute. Say bye-bye. Bye. Reading and reading and bed. Reading and bed. Hi guys, yes. I nearly said reading in bed, episode 57, but it's not Amanda, is it? It's 57A. 57A. Now, of course, Andy N. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Nora, she lies. Amanda Ignore Nicholson. me, I don't know my own name. I know, you've changed, you've changed it around so much, even I can't keep up with it. So, right, so Amanda Nicholson. Amanda. What is your solo book this month? It's called No Secrets, and it's by David Jackson. Now, if people are wondering about that name, you have reviewed at least two of his books previously, haven't you? Yeah. The first one was called The Resident, and I can't remember the, the, the name of the second one, but I did enjoy them both. Hmm. Obviously, now, no one would have read the third one, would I? No. <laughs> like, man, the people who go for a hard podcast, no, man takes the mickey at me from my, my nowhere man book loving. This is one of her authors, where every time a book comes out, she's guaranteed to read and review it, aren't you? Yeah, so, he does have some other ones, but they're like DI, whatever, sort of service books, and I don't really like that kind of thing. You better give us the blurb in this book, Amanda, then, haven't you? Amanda, your sound's gone. You've muted yourself. I've not done it. Oh, I'm gone. Sorry, right. Try that again. I did mute you then. Right. Oh, right. There, got you. Sorry, I 
you muted yourself and I don't know what you did. I have to edit this down. No, no, my screen went blank, so I couldn't do anything. That's fine. Well, I've got to sort of you. Okay, right, you're in. Okay, right. Give us an, the blurb for this book. I'll edit this down. Okay, so. Izzy is cursed. She has highly developed empathic abilities that mean she can read the emotions of those close to her and she can always tell when they are lying. As a child, she sparked her parents' divorce by revealing her th father's infidelity. As an adult, she has cut herself off from almost everyone except her partner, the only person she knows who has nothing to hide. But no matter how she tries, Izzy cannot be controlled. Young girls, Izzy's abilities are, cannot be controlled, sorry. Young girls are going missing and the police have no suspect. But when Izzy sees a whole high school caretaker being interviewed, she knows his story about seeing the latest victim being bundled into a car isn't true. Why would Kenneth Plumley lie? And when the police won't take her seriously, Izzy risks everything to discover the truth herself. Interesting. Okay, Amanda. Now, obviously, I knew you were going to go for this book anyway, because it's obviously, like I said, now, his, his first two books were certainly on the, what's the word, dark side, weren't they? Yeah. So how did this, I've got to ask you this, Tim, before we go to the streams, how did this compare to the first two books? Again, I think it's a bit different. I mean, it's, you can still tell that it's got, like, the mark of the author on it. But the first two books that I read of his were completely different stories and types of characters. And this is been different, and it's got like a slightly sort of unexplained element to it with the ability to tell when people are lying. Oh, interesting. Okay, then. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to give us strengths and weaknesses? I'll just generally talk about it, and most of it's strengths anyway. Good. Okay, then. Tell us what you liked about this book, first of all, in particular. Then. There must be something that really crapped you. I think as soon as I heard there was another book coming out, I wanted to know what it was about. And then when I saw there's like a slightly sort of supernatural thing to it, but it could also be explained as just being like really like, I don't know, like getting developing some sort of ability, but not being supernatural. Hmm. Yeah, so like I said for so tell us about the what who's the main character then or main characters? Uh, so the main characters is it. And there's also a policeman that pops up called Sergeant Friendy. And he's he's sort of like a sort of secondary character, I think, because she's calling him all the time when she thinks that this Kenneth is lying and that he's responsible for the abduction and murders. And eventually he gets fed up of her and he believes the guy she's accusing over her. Oh, right. So, yeah. So, okay, then. So... Tell us about. Tell us next about the structure about them. How did the structure compare them? Was it quite well structured? To this, well, I listened to this on audiobook, so it was narrated. But the narrator did it really well, and hmm. I've not made a note of her name here, so I can't tell you what she's called. But it was done really well, and it brought the characters to life. Oh, Kate Dobson—that's the name of the narrator. Hmm. Ah, yeah. So okay, then. So he's a lot of kids. Well. People wonder us to clarify, obviously, Kate Dobson was a narrator of that book and she obviously really enjoyed it and didn't you? So, no, good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Then. Tell us a bit more about the book. Then. So, was it quite a lengthy audible book? This was it? Might have been about eight or nine hours, I think. 
Well, it wasn't that long. I managed to listen to it in about the space of a week. Well, for people wondering, obviously, I always remember you with Stephen King's stand on cut and audible. And that was what? Was that 48 hours or something obscene, was it? Yeah. I got through that in about a month during lockdown, if I remember right. Yeah, and that itself is what they, <laughs> on all, the unedited audible, that is about 1,100 pages, so about 48 hours. So this is like, what, about probably, what, two, 300 pages then, probably, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, then... Kind of next man, obviously. Then, like I said, if you talk about the main characters, obviously, they're always this sort of thing is they're always is a baddie, isn't there? Some kind, also. Tell yeah. us about then how what that was the villain really distinctive, was it? <laughs> or she even? I can't give too much away because there's a few twists, and I think even though I managed to guess some of them, or at least the direction it was going. I don't want to ruin it for anyone else who wants to guess as they go along, because I think that's part of the fun. Yeah. That one of the potential baddies was sort of, I think they were portrayed in a way that was creepy anyway, because it's supposed to make you think, you know, like in a certain way about them. But I'm not going to tell you how that turns out. Yes, fair enough then. So I get, okay, the eyes is obviously I've not read this book. Now tell us about these twists then without giving anything away. In relation to the twists, then you said you got got some of the twist, didn't you? What, yeah, did, this, like did the twist come along naturally? There was a particular scene where she, where Izzy sees the guy that she thinks is responsible for abducting the girls, and she thinks that she's caught him sort of in the act. And I kind of guessed where it was going, and. It did go there, but I think some some of the times, the smaller twists like that, it tries to distract you from the bigger twists. But I was about three quarters of the way through the book when I thought, oh, actually, I know who's done it. Well, at least some sort of direction. It's going to be something based around this. Yeah, yeah, of course, and I get it completely. Now, obviously, sometimes you do books like this. It can lead into a series or a sequel. Is it just a one-off book, do you reckon? It's probably a one-off book, but I'd I'd like to see like a like a sequel with Izzy like solving crimes by being able to tell whether people are lying or not. I think mean, that'd be interesting. But I'd, it's like one of those things where there might not be enough material, and it could quickly get boring unless you've got some new fresh ideas to add to it. Yeah, no, of course, get it complete with it. So, yeah, sometimes it's, I think it's probably as best, and I wonder if this is the case, it's best just leave it, leave it alone, don't you? So let the book stand on its own basis to horses, don't you? So Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, of course, it makes sense. Not fair play. Not fair play, but also, is there anything else that we need to touch on about this book before we, before we wrap up? Um, no, not really. I was the only other thing. I was a bit surprised by some of the dark parts, which I know I shouldn't be because I've read two of his other books before. But mm. I wasn't expecting like some of the people that died to actually die. So that, I suppose that just sort of adds to it because if you're not expecting it, it's more of a shock when it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it completely with it. And that's kind of makes it sometimes it makes it more fun that doesn't it in a way. If you people get killed in it, you're thinking, Whoa, why have they done that? And then it kind of makes it oh, excellent. So okay then. That been the case, Amanda, you'd be a better market, hadn't we? 
I'm going to give it nine out of ten. Okay, sounds good. That sounds jolly good to me. So, all right, guys and girls, so see another recommendation on a strong point for end of 57A. So, right, Amanda, what happens next? You're next. Well, part B is next. <laughs> part B. Now, I'll be at part B around a couple of weeks' time, guys. Okay, so, but we'll see you all soon. Okay, so, like I said, there's more books to come. Um, what to give people a spoiler, Amanda? What was our joint book? Can you remember? It was The Twisted Ones by T. Kingfisher. Now, the solo book, I've done another solo book this month, is by a wonderful Kevin Bamford called Knocking on Doors. And we'll come on to that later because I've got a few things I can say about that, right? So I'm looking forward to hearing it. Okay, guys and girls, take care. Say bye, Amanda. Bye. Reading and reading in bed. Read in the bed, 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 read in the